morning and the position of our hearts would be low before you, Jesus. That a, a position of our hearts would be ones of, of reverence. One, um, that our hearts would acknowledge you this morning, Lord, as the, the one that is strong, Lord. The one that is mighty, the one that is good, Lord. The, the all-sufficient one, Jesus. We acknowledge this morning that we were made through you and for you, God. And we say, be glorified this morning, Jesus. Be glorified this morning, Jesus. Be glorified. Amen. Amen. Great is the Lord. <laughs> Greatly to be praised. Amen. Amen. Um, this morning, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share I'm gonna share with you this morning, and um, I I'm I'm trusting, and I'm maybe gonna start like this. This morning, I'm trusting. For um, something in our hearts to 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 click or to to come to a place that and, and it's actually what I just prayed now, but that we would realize, you know, where we need to be and we need to realize where He needs to be, okay, and who He is. And um, I think often we we do struggle with that. But before I want to start, I want to share with you a dream that I had. Um, I think it was uh, three weeks ago, and in this dream. And, and not necessarily feeling like this dream is a, a, a prophetic word to us this morning, but it's just something I want to use to, to launch what I, I'm, I'm feeling to share this morning. But in this dream, I was, I was um, my wife and I, we were leading a, a worship set, and in between, we, we started singing that children's song, um, Jesus Loves Me. Okay, All of you know, Jesus loves me, the son of all the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. I had to think there. For they are weak, but he is strong. And that last um, emphasis, we started um, singing again and again, and we changed it from they are weak, but he is strong. We are weak, but he is strong. And the last one, I am weak, but he is strong. And that is what I want to speak to you this um, morning about, that I am weak, but he is strong. Okay. Um, and um, last week... If you were in the, the four services from uh, the, the past uh, three Sundays, even this past Wednesday, then Morris also shared about participation. That's been the, the theme from last Sunday and this past Wednesday that we spoke about when we come together and as a group like this, that all of us have something to give and something to bring. But I want to I wanna go further than that, that yes, it's important that when we come together that we bring what we have. But that participation is not just limited to the service. This part participation is an overflow of our love for Him and a love for His body, for one another. This participation happens in community groups. This participation happens when you're at work. Why? Because you participate in His mission. <laughs> you're there. Everywhere we go, there's this opportunity to participate this morning. Um, I think there's some of you here. We have two different groups of people. First, I want to say, I know there's all generations here. We have the, the young people like uh, Elam there, you know. And, and then we have the old people like Mike uh, sitting here in the front. <laughs> uh, Mike says, Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chris is like, no, I'm 10 years younger than you. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, we have all different generations here. And I, 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 we actually, this past Friday when we prayed, that was at the first prayer slot, our theme of praying. We prayed for the kids. We prayed for the, um, the, the young youth, if you get a word like that or phrase like that. We prayed for the youth. Mike was at youth, so we also prayed for him. We prayed for, 
We prayed for all the different generations in the church, and there was something on it, something precious while we were doing that. And um, this participation is not just limited to a certain group of people. It's not just limited to a certain qualification. It's not limited to you, your edu education background. It's not limited to your wealth. It's not, you, we can go on. But this participation is something that the Lord is calling us into, if you're a follower of Him. Amen? So there's two different groups here. This morning, there's some of you, you are eager to participate. Like, if there's an open mic, you... You want to bring a song, or you want to bring a word, or you just come ready to give. But then, I think, often this is maybe a bigger group. There's some of you sitting here, and you're just like, no, uh -uh, not me. God will not use me. Why would He use me? And, and maybe there's, there's many reasons you will think like that. Maybe you, you feel like you're too busy. Or what I mentioned now, now like you, you, you feel like you don't have a, a good education, or you, you think your background or your social status or whatever it may be disqualifies you to be used by the Lord. Now, we have these two different groups. And I want to I start off this morning with this statement, and I want to say it um, with a, a very beautiful heart. But do you know, all of us sitting here this morning are disqualified. All of us are disqualified. All of us. And I want us to take us quickly to Romans 2, verse 23. If you can put it up, Chanel, thank you. 23 to 24. For all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There again, we have that phrase, all of us, everyone in this room, no one can say, because I've been such a good person, I am a follower of Christ. Like, I, because of my good works, because of everything I've done, because of how beautiful I look, because of, you know, whatever, you can, none of us can say because of us that, you know, that, that Jesus died for us. We, we can't say that. We actually have no basis to say that. Because all of us sitting here, we are sinners. We have fallen short of the glory of God. Usually we only emphasize that verse. I want to get to verse 24. Praise the Lord for verse 24. And are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That is in who? Christ Jesus. There you see this rhythm that I spoke of, um, of in the beginning. I am weak, but He is strong. This is a rhythm that you see consistently throughout the Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. You see it in, like in Christianity, in following the Lord. This is a rhythm that you will consistently see. I am weak, but He is strong. I am weak, but he is strong. I wanna, uh, want, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures this morning. I actually don't have a lot to say. And I'm probably going to say the same thing over and over in, in different ways. But I, I want to take us to 1 Corinthians 1, verse 26 to 31. Okay. You can follow with me. I'm going to quickly read that to us. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards, education. Not many were influential position. Not many were of noble birth status. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before Him. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God, 
that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Now this is a letter that Paul's, Paul is writing, and um, I, I love just how he says it there at the beginning. Not many, um, not many of you were wise by human standards. Um, tongue in the cheek. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble status, but God chose the foolish things. I want to tell you this morning that most probably you and I, part of our, uh, the way that we've been designed, and it most probably it's, it's just a human thing to do, is that we are very good in finding excuses. We are. I am. I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are, but I am, you know. <laughs> I often feel like, oh, I'm not feeling like it now, you know, or... I, uh, or, oh, Lord, I'm too busy, or whatever, like, there's just so many things, and it's come so naturally to me, I'm just being vulnerable here, to make an excuse, but yet, there's two things that we see in here, in this portion of scripture, first thing is that God uses the what, the foolish things, often the very reason, or the very things that we will, in our heads, disqualify ourselves of actually participate in the Lord's story is often the, the very reason you are in a prime position to be used by the Lord. Does it make sense? All of us this morning. And you know what? That doesn't testify of how great we are again. We're foolish. It testifies of how strong He is. It does. Um, Dwight L. Moody says the following. He says, real true faith is man's weakness leaning on God's strength. I'm going to read it again. Real true faith is man's weakness leaning on God's strength. Now, I want to, I want to make um, three, three points. And then um, I, I, we're going to have a time of response. Just do this. But I want to I'll quickly take you to Psalm 8, verse 1 to 2. Psalm 8, verse 1 to 2. Okay, the first thing I want to say to you, it's in our weakness that His glory is revealed. Okay, it's through our weakness that His glory is revealed. Psalm 8 verse 1 to 2. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. You set Your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes, other translations say out of the mouth of babies. For some of you that are going to misinterpret. And infants. Some of you, if you're older generation, you're like, babes, a farki, babe. Anyways, um, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. The NIV says, out of the mouth of babies and infants, you have established your strength because of your foes to still the enemy and the avenger. You see this two contrasting pictures here in this verse 1 to 2. You see... You, you, almost, you see this picture of His glory? You have set your glory in the heavens, okay? It's like you, you almost get this picture that comes through the Psalms and that the heavens reveal His glory. It's, it's like creation in itself. If you look at the mountains, if you look at the stars, if you look at the, the, the moon and the, don't look to the sun, after the, don't look in the sun. But if you look to, in creation, you often, I get, often get a sense of, wow, God is real. I don't know, whom of you felt like that. Some of you like going to the beach. If you look at the ocean, you're like, wow, you just become aware of the law. Now, you get this picture, but the contrasting picture is, it speaks about through babies, eh? he, he establishes his strength. It's like, it's 
two opposite pictures, like this strong picture of the heavens compared to this weak picture of a baby. Now, a baby is weak. I know I say it almost every time I preach, but um, I mean, I am a joy. And when she was born, she couldn't even move her neck. So it's just that picture of vulnerability, okay? There, there's, there's something of um, these opposites that, that the Lord is saying, I declare my glory through the strongest and the weakest. But even if through a baby his glory is revealed, how much more us? Charles Spurgeon says on Psalm 8, I love my quotes, so sorry for that. In the sky, the massive orbs are witness of his power in great things, while here below, the lisping utterances of babies are the manifestations of his strength. How often will children tell us of a God whom we have forgotten? How does this simple prattle, like speaking, refute those learned fools who deny, deny the being of God? Many men have been made to hold their tongues, while babies have borne witness to the glory of God of heaven. Weak things reveals His glory. That's my first, first point I want to make this morning. The second thing I want to say is, um, and I have been saying it, but it's God's strength. Where does the strength come from? It comes from God. I want us to take us to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7. 4 verse 7. Is everyone here? You guys are very silent this morning. I'm not sure if you're sleeping or if you're here. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 says the following. But we have this treasures, a treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Oh, how beautiful is that? We have this treasure, Jesus, salvation that comes from Jesus, like the work that He is doing. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Who is the jars of clay? It's us. Now, jars of clay, um, I know AD works with clay now and again, but it, although it, it has the purpose of holding, if you make a, a jar of clay, the purpose is to hold something in the inside. It's actually still a very fragile thing. If you take a jar of clay and you let it fall on the ground, what will happen to it? It will break. It will break. And I love this picture of, again, his strength, treasure, something valuable. It's, 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 it's something I think most of us hopefully want. If I tell you there's a treasure, you, you must probably will be like, I'm curious, hopefully. Um, but, but we have this treasure in jars of clay. Again, this contrasting picture. Who is strong? He is, and we are the jars of clay. This rhythm of, I am weak, but he is strong. He's all surpassing. He's stronger than the strongest strength. <laughs> that is God. <laughs> Amen. Um, there's this picture of um, adoption. I know, I know Chris, uh, you guys must not adopted also. Um, and uh, uh, there's, there's a, a, a girl, a um, woman in, um, in, jo uh, yeah, in Justin. Uh, her and her husband is in Justin Wooster. Um, Lolly, she was also in Team T, also part of us for a season, and they adopted two boys. And she she wrote an article about adoption, and which I uh, read the other day, and it was just incredible. This picture of I am weak, but he is strong, and she just said she said the following. She said the and she wrote then. I, I also went and checked, and it is like that. But the the concept of adoption actually didn't exist in the the Hebrew culture. 
in the Old Testament. If there was orphans, the, the community took care of it, but the, the concept of adoption didn't exist. In the New Testament, in the Roman culture, adoption was quite a thing. But for the, the Jewish people, again, it wasn't a, you know, I'm going to adopt. That wasn't necessarily a, th a thing that's known to them. So she writes in that article, she says that when Paul um, wrote about adoption, it was actually a Roman concept that he took and he used to actually carry over a point. And in that time, the Roman fathers... <laughs> When they lost the son, or they, they didn't, they couldn't have children, whatever, and they, they had to, you know, um, they had to be someone to give their inheritance to. So they would either go and adopt someone, or mostly, in most cases, they actually adopt a slave. Why? Was it for the child's benefit, or was it for the the Roman dad's benefit? was for the Roman dad's benefit. He was like, you know, I'm going to adopt because I, I want someone to give my inheritance to. Um, but yet the, the, the children that was adopted in that time wasn't, wasn't necessarily great, if I can say it like that. Like they, their status was, as I mentioned, a slave. And she writes in, in that article, she says, how beautiful that this picture of adoption actually speaks about who God is rather than actually emphasizing who we are and how special we are. He adopts. <laughs> he adopts. Why? Because he is strong. <laughs> so what can we do? If this is the rhythm, I am weak, but he is strong. What can we do when we follow the Lord? Like, How, how do we participate? I want us to look at Acts 4 verse 13. I'm almost done. Acts 4 verse 13. I love this verse. Just love it. When they saw courage of Peter and John, and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men. What a compliment. <laughs> they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Yo, powerful. Eh? Powerful. The, uh, the, these disciples, they, they weren't special. They, they were ordinary, unschooled men. If, if, you, if I had to choose 12 men to change the world, I most probably would not choose the 12 disciples for many reasons. <laughs> um, maybe it's just me. I'm not sure. It's maybe some of you are like, oh, I would have chosen them. But I most probably would go to, you know, to the biggest universities in the world and choose the 12 brightest minds and make sure all of them have all the different skills, you know. Make sure there's not two of the same skill there because obviously I want to pull the gifts out of the steam. And, but yet Jesus chose the 12 disciples. And it's so beautiful that the, the very thing that made people astonished wasn't how special Peter and John was, or were, sorry. How, how special they were, how gifted they were. The fact that they, were, they, they had degrees in theology, or they, they knew everything, or that you know, they were very good in preaching, or very eloquent with their words. No, they were astonished and they took note because that these men had been with Jesus. So what can we do? How do I position myself? I know this sounds very simple, but be with Jesus. <laughs> it's in that place that I often find myself in my, in my weakness and my brokenness and whatever, just before Him. Um, when I study His Word, when I pray, when I um, do a Bible study together, like, there's something of us when we intentionally press into Him 
and we are with Him and allow His Spirit to come and shape and mold us. These men, before Jesus, um, uh, before Holy Spirit was poured out, they couldn't, uh, when Jesus was crucified, all of them ran. And suddenly they were preaching after they received the Holy Spirit with boldness. It wasn't, it wasn't a work of man. It was a work of God. Again, that rhythm. I am weak, but he is strong. Charles Spurgeon said, God does not need your strength. He is more than enough of power of his own. <laughs> he asks your weakness. He has none of that himself. And he is longing, therefore, to take your weakness and use it as an instrument in his own mighty hand. Will you not yield your weakness to him and receive his strength? It's beautiful. So, what am I saying? You cannot earn him. There's nothing that you can do. It is because of his strength that we are chosen to participate in his story. It's because of who he is that we are chosen to participate in his um, story. What is the second thing? What can I do? Like how, what, what must we do to respond to this truth? I think the second thing is, if you're maybe sitting here and you have never, never been, oh, it's a strange concept, for you, but never been filled with the Holy Spirit. I think it's key. We need the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus and to grow in Him. 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19, I'm not going to go too, in, uh, too much in detail here, but it, it speaks of us being temples of the Holy Spirit. And again, this picture of I am weak, but He is strong. The, the function of a temple is to be filled, to host something. It's, you are not the, the significance of this picture. <laughs> God's presence, He, Holy Spirit is significant. You are not. <laughs> Again, that rhythm, I am weak, but He is strong. Acts 2 speaks about the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will receive boldness. Again, who does the work? Holy Spirit, not you. I am weak, but He is strong. Last picture, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of what? The Spirit. Is it because you are very special that you suddenly display the fruit? <laughs> No, it's, there, there is a, a sense of us obviously need to take responsibility. And, and when it's hard to love someone, you need to step out. Like, don't hear me. I'm not taking all, all responsibility away from us. But what I'm saying is the fruit of the Spirit is birthed out of the Holy Spirit. Andrew Murray said, when we pray for the Spirit's help, we will simply fall down at the Lord's feet in our weakness. There we will find victory and power that comes from Him. I want to end off with this. There's this picture of the woman at the well that I think most of you um, have read about in John 4. Now, this firstly, in, in that time, and, and for us important to remember, for a, a Jewish man to speak to a woman, a Samaritan woman in that time, was, was not a, a, a regular thing. <laughs> um, secondly, the Jews and the Samaritans, they weren't necessarily best friends <laughs> at all. They didn't sit next to the same fire. And here we have this picture of Jesus and discipling his disciples heading towards Samaria. And I'm not going to go into too much detail, but Jesus encounters this woman at the well. And basically what he does there is he, he reveals things that are going on in her life. Okay? They have this conversation about water and the well, and, I, and there's almost like uh, this misinterpretation from her side of what Jesus is saying, and she thinks he's speaking about physical water, he's speaking about spiritual water. And um, 
But he, he exposes what is going on in our heart in that moment. And then it goes on. And I want to read from John 4 verse 28 to, to 30 quickly. Then, this is now the woman, leaving a water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They, came, they this is now the people, came out of the town and made their way towards him. And verse 39, many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. Okay, here we see this woman went into the town after this is the first time she had this encounter of this meeting with Jesus. She goes into the town. She takes her simple testimony of what just happened, and her testimony was, he told me everything I ever did. It says many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of what? This woman's testimony. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, oh, is that all that she said? He told me everything I've ever did. Uh, like, wasn't, you know, isn't there more you must say? Isn't there like a dance or something you must do or whatever? She just brought what she just saw. And I think often we overcomplicate it. This woman, more than anyone, was most probably disqualified. <laughs> if you now had to pinpoint someone. And yet she took that simple testimony and she brought it to her town. And I want to say this morning to you, what is, what is the things that you would usually use to either disqualify yourself? Or what is the things that you usually, the excuses that we usually use to, to draw back or to step away? I want to tell you that if we do that, if we draw away and step back, it's actually not a way to participate in this story. That we are called in our weakness. You are called. Then maybe you're sitting and you're like, I'm up, I don't even have the personality to ever encourage someone. Like, I, I, don't wanna sp I don't know what to say. Or I can't even pray in front of people. Maybe you feel like that this morning. I want to tell you, God wants to use you. Why? Because it's for His glory. You were uniquely, we are in this position today. So that His strength and His glory can be revealed through us. Not to draw eyes to us, but to draw eyes to Him. Now this, this, this song, and I, I actually want us to respond to, to this this morning. And I, I've, I've been in a season, I think, the past month, and I, I just feel weak, actually. often just feel like I don't have anything to give, or I don't know what to do, and... I and my convos and my excuses, you know, with the Lord and all those things. I also, like we, I'm sure Mike also now and again goes through that. All of us do. But there's, there's something beautiful this morning of His strength being revealed in our midst. Amen? These, these words of a guy called Kevin Prosh. He was a worship leader and he wrote a song called Not In My Strength. And I want to read these lyrics to you. You can close your eyes quickly, just where you are. He wrote, he said, I stumbled again, I cannot hide the weakness that lives in my soul. Truth is revealed, I can't deny it. I am no more than a fool. This is my boast, I am not strong. This is the gift that I give. 
I build you an altar out of the ruins of this broken life that I give. And then he goes on and he says, Have you not called the disqualified, the poor and the prodigal son, the scum of the earth, the bankrupt and blind, the lost and unfortunate ones? And then he says, You know me well. I'm all of these things. Still you have called me your own. Then you wash me in blood under the cross. So I boldly come to your throne. And this morning, God, we want to say, we want to be those jars of clay (laughs) that reveals and reflect your glory, Jesus. Reveals and reflect your glory. Oh, Lord, I I thank you that often our excuses and often the, the things that we bring actually tries and put the focus on us. And we are sorry for that, Jesus. We are sorry, Lord, that we, we don't always firstly come to you or firstly bring our weakness before you, God. We, we are sorry, Lord, that we often make things about ourselves, Jesus. I pray, may your strength be revealed this morning, Lord, in every heart. Lord, may your strength be revealed. And I pray if there's anything that we're holding on to, God, tighter than, than, than what we're supposed to. If there's any excuse or, or any reason that we, we, we cling to, Lord, to, in a sense, try and disqualify ourselves and withdraw, I pray, Lord, that this morning, Jesus, by your grace, that we would be able to let go of those things in Jesus' name. Your strength, God, we want to lean into. Your strength, Jesus. Jesus. Uh, what, I, what I feel in my heart to do is that um, Kenan is going to sing through the song. And if somewhere in this, you feel like there's things you, you need to just, or uh, you, know, you need to bring before him. Maybe it's some of those disqualification things that we, we, we try and, and convince ourselves, you know, we, Lord doesn't want to use me. Somewhere in that, I want to encourage you, while Kenan is singing, just speak to God. Bring it before him. Okay. Jesus. Stumbled again, and I cannot hide the weakness that lives in my soul. Truth is revealed, and I can't deny. I am no more than a fool And this is my boast I am not strong This is the gift that I give I build you an altar Out of the ruins Of this broken life So I praise you, God. I praise you, God. I praise you, God. Not in my strength, but my
the disqualified, the poor and the prodigal sons, the scum of the earth, the bankrupt and blind, the lost and unfortunate ones. And you know me well, I'm all of these things, and still you have cold. You wash me in blood under the cross So I boldly come to your throne And I praise you God I praise you God And I praise you God strength but my weakness and I praise you God and I praise you God and I praise you God and not in my strength Just sing that together. Just where you just stand up and just declare that this morning. We praise you, God. We praise you, Jesus. And I praise you, God. And I praise you, God. And I praise you, God. And not in my strength.
There was something specifically while we were singing that verse to you saying, like, Lord, I'm all of these things. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I feel like just maybe to take a minute and those excuses to actually repent. <laughs> Say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry that I've been withdrawing from you. Like, because this does not give you glory. <laughs> Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just in your own words, Lord. Father, we, we say sorry, God. We're sorry if there's anything in us that we've we've taken from your glory, Jesus. If when we stepped away and, and withdrawed and not come to you, we're sorry, Jesus. We're sorry, Lord. Oh God, we're sorry, we're sorry, we're sorry. <laughs> oh Lord, we praise you. We praise you, the strong one. <laughs> The one that forgives. We praise you, Lord, that you wash us with your blood. We thank you for your blood this morning, Jesus. It's because of you, Lord, that we can walk in freedom. It's because of your mercy and your grace, Jesus, that we are forgiven, Lord. Oh, may we never forget, Jesus. May we never forget, Lord. just felt to share something that's helped me or is busy helping me lately. Um, uh, it's uh, a, a, one of the things that I'm struggling with a lot and frequently is just looking at what, trying, the, the thing that I bring needs to be kind of polished, it needs to be perfect timing, it needs to, so kind of, it needs to be the thing and it needs to be perfect. So, and, and, I'm, and if we look at God and His perfection, I mean, that's that, that vast distance between what we bring. And that. So, so that's often put me off in sharing. And, and the thing that's helping me a lot lately is uh, a quote from uh, G.K. Chesterton. Um, so if a thing is worth doing, it's worth doing badly. So in a sense, there's a, I shouldn't worry about what, what it looks like, what I bring. Just bring it. Whether it's bad, whether it's, it's worth doing. So, yeah. I think these things are oh, excellent this morning. It's so liberating. Isn't, isn't God good? Like, like we don't have to reach a standard, you know, that he came down to us. You know, and, and religion says reach God 
Christianity says, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come to you in your weakness. I'm going to come to you in your failure. And somehow that qualifies us, you know, when we acknowledge our own weaknesses before God. And I just love what Jan said as well. It's so true. You know, I, I know many of you know, I just recently wrote a book. And um, it was published, I think, a week ago on Friday. And I, I've wrestled for a long time. Like, I felt called to write. But I, I feel like but I'm not good enough. I'm not ready enough. I'm not mature enough. I'm not wise enough. I haven't had enough years. And I have all these kind of excuses I also felt the same thing. Just do it, you know. Don't wait till it's perfect. Don't wait till you're ready because you'll never be ready. You never feel you'll be ready. And, and I think with the things that we have to step out in, you know, it might be speaking to that, that neighbor of yours or that someone at work or at school that you felt challenged by to step out. And you'll, you're never going to have the right answer. You're never going to be perfect. You just step out and, and God will use you in the state you're in. Um, so just just great encouragement. This is the heart of the gospel, you know, that he loved us while we were sinners and, and he died for us. So I hope this is encouraging to you um, this morning. I really hope it's encouraged me so much. Uh, our God is good. And so, yeah, would anyone like to close in prayer? How about um, Rian? You want to come close in prayer? Thanks for volunteering. <laughs> Sorry, that was... That was that's nasty. Do you want to close in prayer for us this morning? Yeah, you can. Thank you for today and specifically for me that you can for us as we can do as we can do as we can do. But you help us also the rest of the day and week to make it as I said, to step in and to be able to be with people and talk. Amen. Dankie. En um, geniet jou dag verder. Mag, mag die heren julle sien, nie soen, sien. Ja, 